Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hi, my name is Christy, and this podcast is my pursuit to glean practical wisdom on femininity, homemaking, finances, and relationships from the God-fearing women in my life. Hope you enjoy this journey with me as we learn to smile at the future. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis. It's always great to have you join us on Tuesday. Yeah, we release a testimony every Tuesday. Uh, and just a quick reminder, guys, uh, we would love to stay in touch with you guys. And the way that we are able to do that is if you go right now and you follow our social media, you can go and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the easiest way to do that is just by going on the link here on our show notes. And also, I would love if you guys would go to iTunes and just leave us a review. Let us know how you have been enjoying our podcast And then what you can do also is just copy and paste that on Facebook and our Facebook page. And this will just help us to be found easily by other listeners. So it just uh, it just helps us to become more noticeable to other listeners. And also it will let them know, hey, by the way, this is a podcast that you should be listening to. (laughs) So we will really appreciate it, guys, if you do if you do that. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you are watching you already saw who my guest is (laughs) but for those who are listening we're doing like what I was telling Andrea before my guest arrived and then before we started recording I said we're doing like a crossover (laughs) of podcasts because my guest she also had uh she also has a podcast and I know that many of our ladies out there they're huge fan (laughs) of her podcast and I myself I'm a huge fan and you've probably heard me before talking about this podcast and it is smiling at the future so please help me welcome my dear friend Christy Bros. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. And I'm a big fan of your podcast. <laughs> I love this, right? We're like, yeah. we said it, we started saying we're like podcast partner yeah. now. Because <laughs> every time we're like in foundation or anywhere we find our, each other, we're uh-huh. like, hey, podcast partner. <laughs> That's all we want to talk about too, is our podcast stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. everyone else like slowly leaves the conversation whenever we get together. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Yeah. But it's just like, we don't get to see each other mm-hmm. every Every day. So whenever we do, we just like to share everything, I guess, so you yeah. know that we're doing and just how the Lord is using mm-hmm. this in our lives and maybe how can we help one another? Yeah. How can we continue growing and mm-hmm. all those juicy details there. Mm-hmm. But it's such a pleasure to mm-hmm. finally <laughs> to finally have you on, on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah. And well, Obviously, today you're going to get to know Christy a little bit better. I don't know if, have you ever shared your testimony on your podcast? I have not. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'm so excited. This is going to be yeah. your first time. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Yeah. It's yeah. the most important thing about me. So if that's something that I can share with the listeners and with 
both of our listeners. Yeah. Um, that's the information I want people to know about me. Yeah. And we will get to know also about your podcast, how it came to be and all of that. So, but before that, um, normally I like our guests, you know, to just kind of give us a little background about their life, their upbringing, you know, and their family, where you're raised in a believing mm -hmm. home and just like take us back to your childhood. Okay. <laughs> we'll go way back into the go. archives here. <laughs> um, so yes, I was raised in a strong Bible believing home and family. And my dad was a pastor for many years. Um, And my mom's side of the family are multi-generational Christians. So she was a believer. She had her parents that were in a full-time ministry as well. And then on my dad's side, um, his parents were not believers, but they used to drop him off at church. Even as young as eight years old, they would just drop him off. He would go in, <laughs> go to church by himself. And um, so that's how he got saved. And his parents did end up coming to the Lord Um, later in his life, family was strong Christians. Um, I'm one of seven children, so I have five <laughs> brothers and one sister. We had a very happy childhood. Um, we grew up on a 12-acre ranch in the San Fernando Valley, and so we had we didn't have a lot in as far as like money or possessions. But we didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, as kids, like when you're running around on 12 acres. Um, in tree forts and just having the time of your life, you know, we were just very blessed in that way. But we definitely had needs. Um, my dad worked two jobs to try to make ends meet. He was working a lot. And so we had different needs. We had to pray a lot for like practical things. I remember my mom <laughs> praying with us for things like toilet paper <laughs> and food and just, you know, the basic necessities of life. But they didn't ever complain about those things. My parents um, just trusted the Lord. They knew they were serving Him. They were doing what um, He wanted them to do. And so they, um, they would get us, their children, really excited to see how God would answer these prayers. So they would be like, okay, we need toilet paper, <laughs> basic necessity. Um, and so they would, okay, let's pray about this. And they would pray with us as children. And then we got to see God answer those very specific prayers, which um, was just really neat as a child. Like we just, we got to see that this God of the Bible was our God also. He wasn't just someone we read about. He was somebody who was invested in our lives. And my mom <laughs> would quote the verse, um, Psalm 48, 14, this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even unto death. What I really admire about my parents too, is that even though they couldn't afford to have more children, they trusted the Lord with that. They had three kids, they thought they were done, and God just really laid it on their heart to have more children. And so six years later, uh, my mom had uh, four children in five years, and she was pregnant up until she was 44, wow. uh, which is pretty unusual. But um, they couldn't ever afford to have more children, but they trusted God with that too. Mm -hmm. And he met our needs and we never went hungry. We always had a roof over our heads and we got to see God answering our prayer in real time. So just a neat um, upbringing for sure. Mm -hmm. And my mom also, she 
would write down all these answers to prayer. And she has an answer to prayer box. And that's like her prized possession. It's really special because she's written it all down, put it on little three by five cards in a box. And then when people come to our house, she gets to show them like, look at, look at these answers to prayer and people will pull one out of the box. And she just loves to tell people that story of how God Mm. met that need. So my parents were prayer warriors and just had led by example in all of our lives. Yeah. And how would you uh, describe um, their involvement as far as like teaching you, uh, teaching you and your siblings the Bible to teach you about sin, to teach you about repentance? Mm -hmm. What was the approach that they had? Um, Was it more like from your mom's side or what was the involvement also from your father? Mm. Yeah, I think they both um, taught us, you know, my dad was a pastor Uh, But we were also homeschooled. And so (laughs) my mom had a big influence in all of our lives also. And so she, you know, daily was, we were studying things like God's creation or science or, you know, everything was done from that perspective of God as a creator. It makes it really exciting when you're studying science or math or anything, when you know that God is behind it and you're always going to see order and creativity and power and just all the things that God is, you know, is just exciting. Um, so yeah, they, they, every day, you know, just teaching us faithfully God's word and yeah, even in our schooling. So, yeah. And I think I, before I even met you, I think I will hear about your family and how Mm -hmm. loved your family Mm -hmm. is at our, at our church, specifically Mm -hmm. also in our Bible study, you know, just hearing about your family and it's like the Rose family, you know, and everyone just knew, like, I, if I could remember just like how I will hear about your family is just about your family's faithfulness, mm-hmm. your love for the Lord, you know, your love for one another too. Mm-hmm. And then, then to meet you, uh, you know, then I, I meet your mom. Yeah. She's, I mean, I haven't actually like, like, like <laughs> have like a long conversation with your mom, but very briefly. And there is just, this sweetness mm-hmm. in your mom and, yeah. and this love that it's just like, you just want to be, you know, yeah. keep talking to her. So, yeah. and that is the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord who is able to do that in our hearts. Yeah. Cause we know we're, we're, we are sinful. Yes. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. yeah. She has people that will come up to her in the grocery store and just be like, you have light in your eyes. And yes. they're just so just drawn to her because mm-hmm. she has, she exudes that peace and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, life and trials haven't made her bitter, mm-hmm. but have increased her love and trust in the Lord. And you see that now in her older age. And she always tells people when they make comments like that, that the color of my eyes came from my parents, but the light comes from the Lord. And mm. she just goes right into sharing the gospel with anybody who asks her. That is so sweet. But yeah. <laughs> now you can learn also from her mom. Yes. Um, but Christy, you know, I think I had other people too. They were in the podcast where they share that, that they were raised in a Christian home. Mm. But as I continue to share on the podcast, just because you were raised in a Christian home doesn't mean that you inherit salvation or just because your parents are both saved and they love the Lord doesn't mean that you're saved. Yeah. Salvation is something individual, you mm-hmm. know, with between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. So can you describe a little bit about what was Christy struggles or what was Christy before salvation? Okay. How did that, that yeah. look that for you? That's a good question. And, um, 
You know, it's an interesting question. And even though I was raised in a Christian home, I had, you know, different struggles. And we'll talk about that. You know, the struggles, I didn't have a a clear um, night and day conversion. I think that's very common with people who have been raised in Christian homes. And so Mm -hmm. that ambiguity can lead to a lack of assurance for salvation and can lead to doubting your salvation. And we'll talk about that. I did desire to please my parents. I was kind of a goody two shoes. I wasn't like the black sheep of the family or anything. I definitely wanted to do that. And I don't know if, you know, at an early age, if that was, you know, a a good and God honoring desire, or if it was just like, I'm kind of a people pleaser by nature. And so I don't know if that was that uh, propensity coming out, but I definitely knew I was a sinner. And I definitely, to this day, remember specific sins that I had committed even as a child. So I knew that I needed a savior and I knew I was a sinner even as, you know, Mm -hmm. early on in my life. And how would you uh, describe then that, do you say that you don't have like a specific day or time, right? That oh, this is when the Lord saved me. And I've heard that a lot here mm-hmm. on the podcast, but mm-hmm. um, you can see some you know, changes that be, happened in your life. So what are some of the changes that you started noticing since the Lord saved you, right? Mm-hmm. So w- w- how did your life change after that? Like, What are some of those changes that you began to yeah. see in your life? So I think the changes are just a love for God's word. That's not natural. That's not something you can conjure up. Like, um, the more I've studied the Bible, the more I've studied commentaries, the more I've heard good preaching, good expository preaching, mm-hmm. um, that has made me love God's word more. And I think that's a clear, clear change in my life that I can point to. Mm-hmm. Um, so just yeah. the word, yeah, loving the word of God, wanting mm-hmm. to grow more mm-hmm. in his word. Yeah, because honestly, that's mm-hmm. like, a lot of us, even after we are saved, you know, yeah. we tend to struggle with like reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like not all of us probably read the Bible every day, you know, but yeah. just like having that desire to really mm-hmm. be able to get to know our Lord even yeah. more. Cause that's the only way mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, the Lord is not going to come from heaven and yeah. tell you who he is. That's why mm-hmm. he has revealed himself in his word mm-hmm. and how amazing that yeah. is, you know. Something that I do remember also from your dad, um, mm-hmm. I remember we were at a retreat. So your father passed away how mm-hmm. long ago? He passed away April of 2018. April 2018, yes. Yeah. I remember we were uh, at a retreat and I think we were like in Thousand Oaks with Foundation Bible Study. Mm-hmm. And I just remember when they announced this and mm-hmm. something that they said, he was in a hike, like he will go on hikes and he will mm-hmm. use that as to pray for the Lord. You said mm-hmm. that he loved, like they were yeah. prayer warriors. Yeah. You're, and, 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 and this was something that he enjoyed and he mm-hmm. loved to do. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. And he just, on his hike, yeah. went it's to be with very the much like an Enoch story. Mm-hmm. God took him while he was on a prayer hike. He was healthy. He was strong. Mm-hmm. Um, relatively young, he was 73, but it was so clear that it was the Lord's timing and doing because there was no indicators that he was near death like that. Mm-hmm. And so that has comforted our hearts a lot to know like, okay, Lord, this was your very specific timing for him to meet you. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about it as a family, like, 
you know, I bet he just prayed like the perfect prayer and God was like, that's it. You're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I want to bring you into my presence. And we have just that has, um, knowing that we're going to see him again, um, and be with him in heaven has eased, um, the pain of separation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still hard not having him here, Mm -hmm. but it's just a separation. It's like, well, we'll see him soon. I mean, mm. our lives aren't that long. We don't live as long as Methuselah did. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, thank the Lord that that is not how long we live. But yeah, yeah, we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. And I do want to ask you, because you did mention how your mom basically homeschooled you and everything. So mm-hmm. you did spend uh, a lot of times with yeah. her, right? But what about mm-hmm. your dad? Mm-hmm. What are some of your best memories with your dad? And how was your dad an example one of a father who instruct our kids in the word of God, who loved mm-hmm. the Lord. How did he show that love towards you guys? Mm-hmm. What was it, his dynamic, his relationship with you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you, what are some yeah. of those best memories with him? Some of my earliest memories are my dad would wake me up early in the morning and um, his office was separated from our house in another building on the property. And I was probably like, five years old and we would go and we'd do Bible memory together and he'd drink his coffee and I'd have my hot chocolate and we just memorize chapters of the Bible. And, um, you know, just, he wanted to plant God's word in our hearts. Um, but I think, you know, the biggest, his example, I think is his biggest legacy to us. He was so humble. Everyone who knows him just, he was so tender to children to the elderly, to even animals, you know, and that's relatively unusual for a man who as strong. I mean, he was really strong. He would go to the gym like multiple times a week. He could bench press almost 400 pounds. <laughs> like he was wow. a man's man, but yeah. he was just so, um, tender and loving to mm. those around him and to even us, his children, I mean, I've never, I never heard him yell at us Mm -hmm. or, you know, lose his temper. Um, He was, you know, when you think of that, like power under control, like he was powerful, but we felt protected by him. We didn't ever feel scared in his presence. And, you know, that's, that's really what godly manhood should look like. And so, yeah, he loved God's word. He was always studying. And I just, one of my other early memories is he would carry little three by five cards with verses in his um, pocket. And then he would just like quote them under his breath. And we could never really hear what he was saying because he was just quoting the verses and passages that he was memorizing, but he would just be kind of whispering as he's going about his day, just doing, you know, whatever he was doing and um, just always studying God's word. I mean, he was a pastor. Uh, but he yeah. loved to study and he, and you could see the fruit of that in his life. What about with your mom? Mm-hmm. How did he model what a husband should look like, especially mm-hmm. for, you know, for you mm-hmm. and your sisters? Like, you know, that has an impact, obviously, you yeah. know, like however your, um, your father treats his wife, you're yeah. not the mother mm-hmm. in the home, um, will set an example of yeah. what, a woman, you know, like mm-hmm. you as a child will, you know, and growing up like, oh, this is how I see a future husband. The, these mm-hmm. are the qualities that I mm-hmm. now want to see also mm-hmm. in a future husband. So how did he mm-hmm. model that for, for you and your and mm-hmm. your sister? Yeah, I mean, he 
you know, I mentioned I, we never heard him yell, but we also never heard him argue with my mom. Like mm. their marriage was solid. We as children never doubted their love for each other and their commitment mm. to each other. You know, he set such a high standard with, you know, as far as his morals and even he he would never be in a room alone with another woman. Like he had these very clear cut standards that I'm sure just, even though we never doubted him, it was just, it was just helpful to know that he had these standards in place. He would never, you know, counsel women. If women in the church wanted counsel, like he would refer them either to my mom, who is an amazing biblical counselor or to some other ladies in the church. But yeah, they just, they were, you know, harmonious and on the same page. And my mom also demonstrated what godly submission looks like too and mm-hmm. praying for your husband and submitting even when you know certain you're not always going to be on the same page in every little decision mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and so instead of arguing and you know wanting her way with different things she just said okay because she understood that by submitting and honoring my dad in that way she was honoring the lord mm-hmm. and god blesses that you know, as long as, you know, if there's no, the husband is not asking the wife to do anything sinful, of course, but you know, there's that clear, like hierarchy, you know, there's God, (laughs) the husband and the wife and Mm -hmm. the husband is submissive to Christ and the wife is submissive to the husband. God blesses that. Um, so just, if any of the listeners are married out there, just know, like, even if you disagree with your husband, know that your submissive spirit is pleasing in God's eyes and he will bless that. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and now I want to go back to uh, the part when you were saying that you did struggle with the assurance of your salvation. So after the Lord saves you, then that becomes a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. So can you share a little bit more about that? What was the struggle yeah. and how did the Lord help you to overcome it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, and that's a huge part of my testimony, honestly. So when I was maybe elementary, high school age, uh, this became a real battle in my heart of, am I saved? You know, just doubting my salvation, doubting my assurance. I just remember thinking thoughts like, Lord, I just wish I could open the Lamb's Book of Life and just see if my name is in there. (laughs) And that was just like, you know, I just wanted all of these doubts to be gone. You know, for anyone who has been through that, you know that it steals your joy. It steals your ability to serve well. It steals so much. And you just become very introspective, very self-focused. I remember praying like, Lord, if I die and wake up in heaven, I'm just never going to stop hugging you. I'm just going to be so thankful to be there and to finally know for certain that I'm saved. Um, and so it was a real struggle. Um, but my mom was just so kind and understanding and just talked with me through that every time it came up and it was a monthly thing. (laughs) (laughs) It came up every month, but I just want to, um, reiterate that assurance of salvation is different than saving faith. Uh, Thomas uh, Brooks, who was a Puritan author, he said, it is one thing for me to believe and quite another thing for me to believe that I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So someone who has genuine saving faith can lack assurance. Mm -hmm. 
So they're different. I became my greatest obstacle in my assurance because I was always looking at the lack of love in my Mm -hmm. heart for the Lord. And there's different reasons why people could struggle with assurance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, it's indwelling sin. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people haven't been taught what the Bible says about salvation and that you can't lose your salvation and it's secure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, it was the the not really knowing the date I was saved, kind of that ambiguity there. But it was also, I just was like, I don't know if I love the Lord. You know, that was like my constant fear in my heart is just always taking my kind of spiritual pulse in a sense and wondering if I loved the Lord. I think, um, yeah, I never doubted that Jesus was God and that the Bible was God's word but I doubted whether or not I loved God. Yeah, it's easy. We're quick to see the sin and the negative in our life Mm -hmm. and not look to the evidences of the Spirit's work. And it was like I was pouring water on the sparks that the Spirit was producing, you know, just completely focusing on my sin or lack of love and not on the fact that I did have evidences of grace. I did have marks of grace in my life. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it said that... um, Satan, the <laughs> Satan's business is to convince unbelievers they are going to heaven mm-hmm. and believers that they are going to hell. He's the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. And so I think I really battled with that. Um, and, you know, my mom would encourage me to that being distraught over this and really um, being torn up about it is actually a healthy sign of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievers are pretty confident in their own goodness and assurance, and they don't have these types of concerns. And so my mom was, she would help me, you know, point me back to Christ and say, okay, stop, stop focusing on yourself. Stop focusing on your emotions and how you feel today. <laughs> um, but focused on Christ and his promises. And I also just want to say, too, that the marks of grace in somebody's life, the fruit of the Spirit is another way that we would say that, Mm -hmm. um, they serve to bolster our faith, uh, but they're not the primary place that a Christian gains assurance. Thomas Burgess, uh, once again, he said, though the perception of our graces be of some comfort, Christ himself ought to be of much more comfort to us. Do not take the friend of the bridegroom for the bridegroom himself. Mm-hmm. Your graces are but signs of Christ. They are not Christ himself. For anyone who's struggling with this, it can be easy to just overly focus on maybe fruits of the spirit to just, you know, always be wondering if you're saved, but I would encourage the listeners to value Christ even more than their assurance. And also my mom <laughs> My, my testimony, <laughs> my mom has a lot to do with my testimony, as you I love can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and really that's, I mean, I, it's easy for people who have been raised in Christian homes to look at people who have more of a dramatic testimony and kind of be envious of that because they're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's so clear cut, you know, night and day difference. They know when they were saved, <laughs> but God designed Christian families for, for people, many people to be saved this way to be in a believing home with parents who model the gospel. There's nothing wrong with people coming to know the Lord in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. So I know that that can be a temptation 
to kind of look. But I would even say that probably people who have a dramatic past would be jealous if someone raised a Christian home, you know, to spare them all of that, um, you know, that, that they went through. But God has a perfect plan for each of us. But yeah, my mom, she would tell me too that I was, if I was expecting to have her measure of love for the Lord, that that, you know, that's a process. Growing that love for the Lord is a process. And her love grew after years of watching God faithfully carry her through trials, answer prayer. You know, her love grew. And uh, she would often quote Romans 5, 3 through 5, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And the love of God is at the end of all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it comes as you grow and as you learn more about the Lord and see his faithfulness in your life. Um, so I'm learning that assurance is a process. Mm-hmm. You know, if you expect to wake up one morning and be fully confident in your assurance, you know, that's, that's not necessarily realistic. It is something that you can grow and it can grow and wane in a believer's life based on how you feed it. Mm-hmm. Really, um, if you for if you're not participating in the means, the ordinary means of grace, reading the Bible, praying, going to church, hearing preaching, fellowshipping with other believers, those are the things that are going to grow your assurance. Mm-hmm. And if you're neglecting those, and I know it's a temptation if you're struggling with assurance to start neglecting these because you don't feel worthy or you you know you you feel mm-hmm. like your God will be angry with you if you take communion or something, you know, mm-hmm. just know that those things are what God's gonna use to grow your assurance, and by pulling back from those ordinary means of grace, that will only perpetuate your doubts and lack of assurance. We live in a dark culture and we need assurance now more than ever. If I could just leave a few words of encouragement to the listeners, um, because I know that this is a common struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, what I'm about to say applies to people who long to love the Lord more, who want more of Christ, who want to be more holy. If you're not feeling that way, (laughs) if you're indifferent to the gospel, then you need to fall on your knees and beg God to give you a heart of repentance. Mm -hmm. But for those of you who are struggling with assurance, the critical question, and if if your struggle comes to you don't know when you were saved, the critical question is not what date you were saved, but where are you today? Where are you spiritually today? It's not a matter of when I was converted, but that I am converted. Just as an orphan might not know his birth date, he does know that he is alive today. Mm -hmm. So don't get caught up in this date that you want written in your Bible, but take inventory of your life today. Where are you today? Do you long to love the Lord more? For those who are struggling with assurance because they see sin in their life and have a hard time seeing evidences of God's uh, work, even though our conscience testifies that we don't have the marks of grace near as much as we want to, you do have some of them. 
You would never hunger and thirst after righteousness without the Holy Spirit working that desire in you. And I know for me, I just, I wanted more of the Lord. I still do. I constant prayer to love the Lord more. And those motives are pleasing in the sight of God and precious in the sight of God. And he actually talks about in his word that when Christians are before the Bema seat, will be rewarded for those holy and good desires and motivations. And if you feel that you're a smoldering flack and have the smallest degree of faith, just know, and this is a quote by Joel Beakey, though a spider's web connected to a rock is much weaker than a strong anchor connected to that rock, the rock is equally strong. So a weak faith that casts itself on Christ and his promises shall find that the Lord Jesus Christ is just as much the rock of salvation for that trembling soul as he is for one who has full assurance of faith. So don't just let this doubt and fear kind of fester in your heart and mind can be tempting to let it do that and just let it sit in your heart and not deal with it. But bring it out in the open, talk yourself through it. And, you know, when you're examining your life, don't do it apart from God's word in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Because if you look inward, you're just going to see sin and that's going to be extremely depressing. But make sure that when you're examining your life and you're deciding, you know, where you are with the Lord, do that with his word, um, with the ministry of the spirit and also read good books on the topic of assurance. And I have a few that I can recommend. My probably the top one is called knowing and growing in assurance of faith. And it's by Joel Beakey. And Joel Beakey is an expert on the Puritan authors and the Puritans wrote a ton on assurance of faith. Um, but he really, breaks it down and um, makes it easier for just normal everyday people to understand this. I would encourage the listeners to get a hold of that book. And then if you're not into reading full length books, (laughs) I have a book, a booklet called A Believer's Assurance by John MacArthur. And you can actually read this on the Grace to You website for free. It's short, but really clear and good. Um, John MacArthur also wrote a full length book called Saved Without a Doubt. (laughs) And um, also, an excellent read. And then if you're a scholar and you really want to dive into the Puritans, um, Heaven on Earth Mm. by Thomas Brooks is a deep read, but also the whole topic of assurance of faith. Deal Deal with your fear. Deal with your doubts. Don't expect that they'll deal with themselves and that you'll just wake up someday and this struggle will be passed. As I said, assurance is something that can grow as you feed it and you deal with those fears. Yeah. Thank you so much for for explaining it in in such a wonderful way. And I think even just adding to that, that we need to ask ourselves, are there any sins in my life that I need to repent? Because Mm -hmm. honest, I think, I don't know, I might have been listening to one of Pastor John's sermon, and I think it was on assurance. Mm -hmm. And he... I think I remember him saying that a lot of people can tend to also uh, have doubts and the you know assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. and that might be also because you might have some unrepentant mm-hmm. sin. Like, are you feeding your sin rather mm-hmm. than feeding 
yourself the word of God, like, mm -hmm. you know, like you're recommending wonderful books, like what are yeah. you, what, what steps are you taking to make sure that you are sure that mm -hmm. if you die today, you will be with the Lord yeah. right at this moment, mm -hmm. you know? So obviously the first one is reading your Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Like read the word of God, mm -hmm. repent, Yeah. repent from your, from your sin. If you know that there is like sin in your life mm -hmm. that you're in, and if they're like habitual sin, that it's like, you're just mm -hmm. doing it like every day. No, like once you repent, that means that has to change. Mm -hmm. Like that needs to stop from the moment you repent. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I'm just, yeah, there is so much grace. No, we don't abuse grace. Yeah. Like you repent and you change. Like mm -hmm. repentance means that we are going to change, right? There has mm -hmm. to be a change, mm -hmm. a change in the mind, a change in the heart. Mm -hmm. And the way that you're going to be able to overcome the, the sin, it obviously is what? Reading the word of God. The mm -hmm. word of God will convict you. Like mm -hmm. when something is happening, when, and, The Lord knows our heart. We can hide anything from him. He knows our heart. Yeah. So definitely uh, we should be examining our heart mm -hmm. and that to do that, we need to be in the word of God, mm -hmm. find books like the ones that you were saying, yeah. like find, you know, books that are helpful mm -hmm. or talk to someone at the church. Like you yeah. said, maybe a lot of people, they were raised in a family that you had the privilege mm -hmm. to always go and talk to your mom. Mm -hmm. What if you don't, like maybe your parents are not believers or you, you don't, have a family. Yeah. It doesn't matter, but there is a church. That's why the body of Christ is there. There are so mm -hmm. many pastors that I'm sure they will be willing to mm -hmm. talk with you, yes. you know? So yeah. uh, that is really important that you surround yourself by believers yeah. because the moment that you neglect to be with the body of Christ and mm -hmm. you're just surrounding yourselves with unbelievers, sure enough, you're going to become like them. Mm -hmm. You will become like the person that you're walking with, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to be, and uh, it's me saying it, okay? Because I've been there. <laughs> I, I had to learn the hard way, trust mm -hmm. me. So when you are just in a space in your life where all you have is unbelievers, you begin to walk like them, like mm -hmm. to speak like them, to act like them. Mm -hmm. But when you're with the body of Christ, mm -hmm. you're being constantly reminded mm -hmm. of how it is that I am supposed to glorify the mm -hmm. Lord. Yeah. You are going to be quicker to see your sin, like... Yeah. Especially after you're married. <laughs> yes. And that's you know? why you can't just live stream church. I know that became mm -hmm. comfortable for a lot of yes. people this year, but we need to be together mm -hmm. um, to be um, iron sharpening iron and mm -hmm. rubbing off on each other. Yeah. We need that godly friendship. And I think it's important to know too, because yes, if you have habitual sin that needs to be repented of and repentance, isn't just something you do once in your life. It's a daily, mm -hmm. sometimes daily thing mm -hmm. that you repent Every and turn day. from your sin, yeah. but you can also, and I know this is true of my own life. You feel even more sinful, the more you grow because God is shedding his light on all the corner recesses <laughs> of your heart and you're just more aware of your sin. Mm -hmm. And so you can almost feel like you're going backwards, but mm -hmm. maybe get counsel on that too. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, um, you're struggling with sin and get, get someone to speak into your life, get accountability. That helps a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Have someone who regularly checks in with you and asks you how you're doing in a specific area of your life. Yeah, that is important. And it comes back to the iron sharpening yes. iron too. Yeah, the yes. right kind of friends. And someone that you can 
you know, that you trust in, in your life, someone who is a believer that you truly trust and you know that they were pointed to scripture, to the word of God, like be mm-hmm. open with them. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm actually struggling with this area. Mm-hmm. Can you pray for me? Can you just remind me scripture? Can you just point me to the word of God? Yeah. That is okay to do that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I mean, it, it takes hum- humbling yeah. ourselves to be able to do that. Yeah. And that's where the accountability also mm-hmm. comes. So, we, Christy, would you say that that's something that you kind of overcame, or there are some, or do you feel like there are times that you're still like wondering or doubting about the assurance, or do yeah. you, it was something that the Lord helped you to move yeah. on from? You know, and like I described it, it's a process. So, yeah. I have definitely seen growth mm-hmm. in my life. I'm encouraged by that. I think in my weaker moments, it can crop Mm -hmm. its head up. And that's when I have to go back to the promises of God. You know, we, in those moments when we feel very um, sinful and feel lack of love for the Lord, and then we come back and say, okay, Lord, this is how I'm feeling and behaving right now. But I know that you said that you will finish the work that you started in me, that you will never leave me nor forsake me, um, that whoever calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to go back to God's promises, like you're going back to a bank. And so, and it comes to, do you know what those promises are? Like, do you know who God is? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're struggling with assurance, maybe it's because you don't really know God. Mm-hmm. And I like to think of the analogy of like a filing cabinet and someone's heart and you pull out the drawer and you pull out the file folder and it has God on the tab and you open it up and there's nothing inside. Mm. could just be, you don't know who God is. Study his attributes, study who he mm. is, study his promises. Um, get to know who you're trusting with your salvation. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I do want to ask you something. I want to ask you something else too. There might be family out there, Christian families. I mean, I probably know some friends that what if someone in their family who was also raised in a Christian home decides to walk away from their faith? Mm-hmm. Um, it is something, I mean, they were taught everything, you know, mm-hmm. the word of God, they were told about sin. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they just grew up equipped with mm-hmm. the word of God. They yeah. know the word of God. They, mm-hmm. they heard it from probably every angle, you yeah. know, from mom, dad, siblings, whoever, mm-hmm. What if someone in the family just walks away from the from their faith? Mm-hmm. What how what would you say to that family? Any word of encouragement to them? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. And I think I told you this phrase before, but you know, God has no grandchildren. It's an, you know, you see very clearly even in a family, even with people who have all been taught the same truth of God's word, not everyone responds to it. I would say if they're an adult, and if they were raised in a Christian home, they know the gospel, they know the truth, your ministry to them becomes praying for them mm-hmm. um, and living a life that reflects the gospel. You know, just as you would see in a marriage between a, a believing spouse and an unbelieving spouse, you know, the Bible talks about if a wife who's a believer is married to an unbelieving husband, she wins him over not with her persuasive arguments or many words, but by her example in life. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with siblings. A lot of times siblings or family members don't take things well from their siblings or family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they can sometimes be the hardest people to speak into their life. So if they already know the truth, then just faithfully pray, love mm-hmm. them, 
Mm-hmm. You know, don't ostracize them. And just remember, you love the sinner, not the sin. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And now let's change it up a bit now. How about we get to Smiling at the Future? Okay. I love the name. <laughs> I do. I, I love the name. Yeah. Now. But how does it come to be? What in, inspire you, encourage mm-hmm. you to say, I'm going to begin a podcast for my single ladies out there? It started back last year. And I had been thinking about it for some time mainly because I started getting into listening to podcasts and I really enjoyed them and I started browsing and I wanted to find one that talked to people in my same season of life, which I'm single, you know, that was part of my life, but it seemed like so many of the resources were only about dating advice, which I need and love dating advice, but there's so much more to life than that. I wanted wisdom on everything from buying a house to living with roommates to caring for aging loved ones. You know, there's just so many other questions that I had and wisdom, just life, practical wisdom. Didn't see anything out there and just started thinking, well, if I really think this is a need and I started talking to my other friends and realized like, yeah, I think we'd all really like this if there was this Mm -hmm. resource out there, but it's not. And I didn't feel like I was gifted enough to start that. I'm not a a talker by nature. (laughs) And so, but I had some really faithful friends who just helped instill courage in me and just really talked me through that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when COVID hit and I was home for a couple of months, (laughs) that gave me the time. So it was like, okay, Lord, I guess this is the opportunity and season to do this. So it's an interview style podcast similar to yours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I just interview godly women. God has just, you know, I just really, the more I think about it, the more I'm just very aware that the Lord's hand was on this and that this was one of the good works that he prepared for me to do. Um, Because, you know, being connected at Grace Community Church, um, the different connections, I have connections with other people who have podcasts too. And just, yeah, it just is the perfect place to start this. I mean, I have endless women at Grace that I could interview <laughs> yes. for my podcast. Many are godly and love the Lord. So I have enjoyed it so much and I've grown a lot through it. It's been a joy and really thankful. And I'm thankful so much. I mean, like I feel like I just like am the beneficiary of our relationship <laughs> because you are the years, light years ahead of me in podcasting and everything. And I get tips from you and Mm -hmm. you've even recommended people for me to interview on my podcast and everything. And just to have a a sister who's going through that same thing and can encourage me and everything has been such a, such a blessing. So yeah, Yeah, I always Mm -hmm. love our conversations. Like anytime that we get to talk about the podcast, like the night that you came and mm-hmm. we had dinner over here mm-hmm. and just like able to talk about everything that the Lord is doing. And because yeah. I'm pretty sure we need it. We never thought that it will mm-hmm. get to be where it is now, you yeah. know, like both of us, mm-hmm. like listening and the listeners that you mm-hmm. have, people that have come in, they're like, love your podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking, there was someone that <laughs> that I met who was like a big fan of mm-hmm. our po- mm-hmm. podcast and then she really wanted to meet you. And she was mm-hmm. like, you know, tell me that she wanted to meet you. And it's just <laughs> to see God's grace mm-hmm. and using weak vessels like mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and 
to encourage other people. I mean, it's not even anything that we do. This is, mm-hmm. you know, the the work of the Lord in every mm-hmm. per, in every person's life. Yeah. This is honestly the greatest blessing. Mm-hmm. Like we don't deserve to be here to do to yeah. do this, and yet the Lord again prepared the this works for us to be yeah. doing it at at a time like this one. Yeah. And in such a dark time. <laughs> yes. And I would encourage anyone who's like trying to decide to take on a new venture or start a podcast or anything yeah. of that nature, you know, just know, even if you're not, if you don't feel like you're the perfect person for the job, it's good to do hard things, yeah. you know, just because you're not an expert doesn't mean you shouldn't start. And that's how you grow and you learn. Mm-hmm. And God is looking for willing vessels not perfection. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times as I was starting this, I would just come to the Lord with, Lord, I have no talent or any experience to offer. All I am is a willing vessel and I'm just going to leave the results and everything up to you. And Mm -hmm. he's been very kind. I've I've enjoyed it so much. I I have married women. It's great. Listen, even though it's for single women. Uh, Yeah, I was once single too, let me tell you. So that's how it was, you know, and and it's just, I love the conversation. I love the questions that you you ask these women or Mm -hmm. probably I think couples that you've had Mm -hmm. before as well. There's so much to learn from that. Mm-hmm. It, it, do, it might not apply in that sense, but then yeah. how can I still apply what they're talking about yeah. in other areas of my life? Yeah. You and know? it's all based on scripture. It's yeah. all biblical wisdom. But yeah. a lot of times it's, it's the how-to of life. And yeah. I think there is a lack in women's ministries for that. You know, a lot of them are Bible studies mm-hmm. and digging into God's word, but then they don't teaching necessarily a lot of the ins and outs of what does this look like and what does it look like to love your husbands and love your children (laughs) for married women or how to live well in a contented lifestyle as a single woman or, you know, so that's, that's the nature of it is just to provide a real life on life um, wisdom. Yeah. And I've been able to share with other single, I have a lot of single friends, you know, yeah. so it's like, we are I, kind of a singles Bible study. So. <laughs> Seriously. Like, honestly, I, I can't think of our friends and when they come, most of our friends are single and we love them. Like we love spending time with them. Like, yeah. and it's yes, a great of season of life. Yes. And we mm-hmm. still learn from them, you know, mm-hmm. like there's so much to learn and I'm being able to, when I listen to a podcast, probably I talk to one of my single friends. I'm like, I have the perfect conversation for you to listen to. So I will go and find it, you know, so it's like also for me, it's helpful for me to provide resources for another friend on Mm -hmm. how can I be content in my singleness? How Mm -hmm. can I Mm -hmm. faithfully serve the Lord? How can I make the most of my time in my Mm -hmm. singleness? Yeah. Because once you get married, let me tell you Mm -hmm. that you won't have the time that you once used to have. So it's like, how can you serve faithfully as a single woman? But then... So that if it is the Lord will that you get married someday, mm-hmm. then how can I then also make yeah. the most of my time then when I get married, right? So yeah. that is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, what's coming up on your podcast? Do you have mm-hmm. anything on the plan? Where do you see your podcast going? Because mm-hmm. honestly, I am so, so proud of you that you mm-hmm. decided to come out of your little shell and not <laughs> let, you know, like, because you say like, I'm not very talkative, uh-huh. but how many people have been blessed and are being blessed by it. You don't know where the Lord is going to take it. And it's being faithful. Just Mm -hmm. be faithful in little so that you can be faithful in much. Yeah. So where do you see it going? 
Uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't have other than what we're doing. We release an episode every other week and my life is full. I mean, we, we both have full-time jobs and, um, I'm an aunt and I help care for my mother. And so there's a lot on my plate, but mm-hmm. right now it's just an episode every other week. And I hope to maintain that for mm-hmm. as long as I can, um, maybe eventually do like a website or something. And, just provide more resources for single women because it has been well received. And I'm finding that more and more women just all across the world that feel maybe isolated in their singleness, maybe they don't know many other people that are single, have been encouraged by it and know that, okay, there's women in the same season asking the Mm -hmm. same questions, wanting to be faithful, wanting to grow and use this time. It's not just a waiting room for the next season to start. Like Mm -hmm. God has... I mean, there's so many wonderful things that you can do and learn in your single years. Not only, I mean, and I could be single the rest of my life. I don't know that, but I'm, I really am enjoying this time of life. And, um, but you do desire marriage. It's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that I also, that I love that you guys are very open about it. It's like, Mm -hmm. I am enjoying the season. It doesn't mean that I'm going to, you know, feel depressed about the season, but Mm -hmm. no, I'm making the most of the season, but yet I do desire marriage. Mm -hmm. But if it's not the Lord's will for my life, then I, my prayer is that I can be content in whatever season he Mm -hmm. wants me to be. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I want to learn and prepare for if the Lord has marriage for me, but anything I'm learning and doing now, whether it's finances or homemaking or whatever, that will be a benefit to me regardless if I get married. So Mm I do desire that, but you know, content yeah. and excited for where God has me. So. Well, I'm excited that you started your podcast and yeah. what a great way to make mm-hmm. the most of your singleness mm-hmm. and being able to minister to other single mm-hmm. women out there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that they might feel like isolated and they don't have mm-hmm. a single friend and, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of single mm-hmm. women around mm-hmm. the godly women that they can talk to about this yeah. kind of topics that you're mm-hmm. addressing in the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, so how can they find your podcast? Uh, and I will include it in the show notes too, but just okay. for the listeners. Yeah, also. we are on several, we're on Spotify, we're on um, Anchor, we're on iTunes. So Smiling at the Future is the podcast name. So And then on Instagram and f- just Instagram. We're just on Instagram. Okay, mm-hmm. just on Instagram. Okay, mm-hmm. and I will add it on the show notes so you can check it out. It's wonderful. You should listen to it. <laughs> Go ahead. Like... Right after, okay? (laughs) And Andrea, actually, I I do have to say that Andrea, you guys, if you watch the one-year anniversary, you met Andrea Klein. (laughs) 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 So Andrea, as you might know and probably learned about on the first year anniversary, uh, she does the sound for us, but she's also doing the sound for your podcast as well. She right? does all like, my editing. Oh, the uh, editing. Honestly, this podcast would not have gotten off the ground without Andrea Klein. <laughs> she Same here. She is amazing <laughs> and yeah. just owe a lot of the success to her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I told you guys on the first year anniversary, you wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't because of Andrea. Mm-hmm. I did never think about submitting the videos to a podcast. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, let's just do some live videos. And that's it. I thought that podcast, it was super complicated to get into. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, but mm-hmm. praise the Lord for Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> so then, well, 
Yeah, and also something else that you do that you started even before your podcast is that you started doing some YouTube videos with your mom. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why you guys started sure. that and what are some of the things that you guys are addressing on this? Okay. My mom has a YouTube channel and it's called Moments with Mom. And our tagline is mothering with sparkle. <laughs> we have 50 videos on YouTube and she just, they're just little vignettes of her wisdom. So she was homeschooling all of us for 27 years, seven kids. She was a pastor's wife. I mean, just has had a full life. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of those videos are, are for mothering. So for moms, um, everything from you know, mothering toddlers to parenting teenagers. Um, so they're all over the place, but you can find them on uh, YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And again, the name of it? Uh, Moments with Mom. Moments with Mom. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> so moms, if you want some wisdom, like mm-hmm. I said, she's so wonderful mm-hmm. and so much wisdom in your mom. And yeah, I... I still have to talk to her like yeah. a little bit more. <laughs> we got to make that happen. Hey, come over for dinner. Yeah, anytime. right. <laughs> we'll have now, her. yes, bring me over so I can talk to your mom. <laughs> She's just so sweet. Yeah. She's so huh. Like when I saw her uh, with Roman's uh, graduation, Roman's mm-hmm. came to share her testimony here. So mm-hmm. and. She just like loved him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well, if you listen to Roman's testimony, then you understand yeah. how <laughs> much that means, yeah. especially to him, um, just to see her loving, care, just, mm-hmm. you know. My yeah. parents are very good at adopting people and they, they were mentor, a mentor couple in our Bible study mm-hmm. for a few years and uh, just loved, loved the people there and, and would welcome anybody in. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well, warm. Yeah. So I know that you already mentioned some of the books that you will recommend. Are there mm-hmm. any other books that you like to recommend that you that you like? Because those are some of my questions for the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, signature questions? Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have it written down. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I think, so the book that was really instrumental as a child was Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually named after Pilgrim's wife, Christiana, mm-hmm. who, if you've read the first part of Pilgrim's Journey, she doesn't look too good in that book, but there is a sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Many people don't know that, that John Bunyan wrote a sequel and it's Christiana's journey to the celestial city. I just loved that it painted, um, you know, an allegory of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been many times in my life where I could kind of, you know, you know, with doubting with my assurance and salvation, I just felt like I got stuck in doubting castle a lot mm-hmm. with giant despair. <laughs> I feel like I'm back here again. <laughs> I thought I was further down the path. <laughs> so that is a really helpful book and it's helpful to read to your kids because so much of the Christian life is hard to, you know, it's spiritual in nature and it's hard to um, make concrete. And this book actually does. So my parents, um, a lot of times they'd be like, oh, there's worldly wise or like, you know, they see someone in real life that kind of fit a character in the book. You know, they were able to um, teach us about principles that way. I already talked about studying God, knowing his attributes, but a, a good book to do that is called Knowing God by Hacker. <laughs> um, I've read it many times and um, just love his study of the attributes of God. And then another one is called The Gospel Primer by <laughs> Milton Vincent. <laughs> yes. And it's super short, mm-hmm. but it's the gospel in nice little bite-sized paragraphs that you can read before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. But just to settle your heart and mind, um, if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with worry, 
rehearse the gospel. And that's a great book to do yeah. that with. And it's saturated mm-hmm. with scripture too. That's yes. what I love. Like on the very bottom of the, of the paragraphs. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Everything is grounded mm-hmm. in truth and in God's word. I love reading the Puritans. I have some of the, I quoted mm-hmm. some of the Puritans, mm-hmm. but they're difficult to read. Um, they're, you know, written hundreds of years ago. But if you can master that, if you don't give up, if you keep reading them, they're, they will feed your soul. They're just such deep thinkers. The bookstore at Grace Community Church has a whole section on Puritans, so you could yeah. get lost there. But oh, yeah. Encourage <laughs> <laughs> the listeners to, to listen or to, to read those. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Three things that brings you joy. Um, God's creation. And my uncle was really instrumental in instilling that love for me. He would lead what he called creation safaris, where he would take people, Christians, from the city out to creation, go backpacking, camping. He called it escaping to reality. And he would teach him about God through his creation. You know, mm-hmm. we would see God's power displayed at the night, looking at the stars in the night sky. I went to one of those. <laughs> yeah. I went to party. Of, yes, you did. I think you did like an event on Foundation Bible City, I guess, mm-hmm. on Facebook. And I went to one of those and it was so, that so amazing. beautiful. I, well, it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't everyone. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it's, so beautiful. Yeah. And the drive was amazing. You can't see the stars in the city. You mm-hmm. have to drive to the top of the you mountain. Gotta, yeah. You got to drive to the stars. Yes. <laughs> literally. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So just God's creation. I think it's refreshing. You get to see God's power, his creativity, his artistic ability, there's just so much. So I just, I love spending, um, t- spending time in God's creation. We already talked about friendships, iron sharpening friendships, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, but you do turn into the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So I want to be spending time with people where I feel like I'm the least mature, least <laughs> spiritual person in the group. You know, I want to have godly, wise friends around me, um, and I want that to rub off on me. So if you, for the listeners, if you are spending a lot of time with people that feel make you feel really good about yourself, you might want to reevaluate your friendships. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really important. You want to be encouraged and forced to grow, and it might be uncomfortable at first. You might be around somebody and and feel your sin because their life is more holy than yours, but that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good feel- feeling, and you should desire that. And then I think the third thing would just be prayer. I mentioned my parents were huge prayer warriors, um, and I'm involved in prayer at church. So foundation has a prayer time before foundation. Mm-hmm. And then my mom and I pray every night. The job that I have, I work for Christian ministry, and so we get prayer requests every day. So I talk to people on the phone and, and tell them I can pray for them. And that's a ministry. So yeah, mm-hmm. just, it's so neat when you can pray specifically and see God answer specifically, like even for little things that gives God lots of glory because mm-hmm. you can't be like, Oh, well, maybe that would have happened. Even if I hadn't prayed about it, maybe that would have still happened. But it's like very clear when you pray for a specific Thing and God answers in that very specific way. You're like, wow, the God of the universe heard my prayer. And we just encourage the listeners to spend more time praying. 
And I know that I didn't ask you to prepare for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, right before my other, my last signature question, I do want to ask you, especially because your podcast focuses, right, in addressing topics, especially for single uh, women, and mm-hmm. it is so helpful. It, what encouragement will you give to single women out there, either that they're struggling to find contentment in the season of their lives how can you make the most of your time and your singleness Mm. what are some of the ways that they can be doing that what can they be doing with our time Mm. so that they don't focus you know like in the i'm I'm still single well it's a temptation when you're single to be very Mm self-focused and i mean you're married you know that you gotta Mm -hmm. die to that when you're married (laughs) yeah every day (laughs) and you know moms know that they're you know you that's a can be a slow, painful death, but be doing things now that exercise that muscle of selflessness. Mm. Serve the church, serve others. Um, you know, some people live alone. I think that can be a temptation to to foster selfishness. If you have roommates or people you can serve every day, that's a good thing. It's good to grow in that way. It's good to get used to preferring others over yourself and your needs. Yeah. And, and just, you know, whether the Lord has marriage or not, my mom always tells me, what if the Lord comes back next year? And I think of that often, like mm-hmm. Lord, if you, or tomorrow, like if you come back, I want to be living now in a way that I won't be ashamed when you return. Mm-hmm. And so even in singleness, you know, there's so much potential for good that, mm-hmm. I mean, you have, we have so much time. I mean, if you spend time with a mom, my sister is a mom, she has two little kids. You just see like that time is gone pretty quickly once that next season starts. Um, so maximize the time now, use it well, serve others, learn and grow, learn your Bible, memorize scripture. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a lot of time to do that in other seasons of life. So learn it now and grow now to set yourself up better for other seasons of life. And now my last question is, why do we need Jesus Christ? We need a savior. Mm-hmm. We can't live. We're separated from God. We'll never be able to live the life of holiness that we need to be in his presence and Jesus is that bridge. He died. He took our punishment on himself so that we could be righteous with God. He took our sin and he gave us his righteousness. There was an exchange there. Um, and he is our bridge to God. Mm-hmm. There's no other way that we can be saved except through Christ. Amen. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the mm-hmm. Father except through me. And mm-hmm. I think that was pretty clear. He is the only way. Mm-hmm. There is no there are no many ways to heaven. Like, no, there is only one way, and that is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us today on the podcast. Uh friends, if you're still listening. <laughs> I hope you didn't get too too tired of us here, but I loved it. I loved everything, Christy, that you that you share the encouragement and just to know that if you are struggling, you know, with assurance of salvation, that you will reach out to your local church, that you will reach out reach out to us. We will be able to point you to someone. And again, remember that you ladies to the ladies specifically, go and listen to Smiling at the Future. You will find the link here on the show notes and it will take you directly to her podcast. Again, thank you. And I hope to have you back because we, we tend to do that. 
Okay. <laughs> Just so you know. Share my other testimony? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that will be for something else, okay. probably. We'll, we'll probably come up with something. Yeah, oh. we, we, we try to bring our guests again. Oh, I would know. be honored. Thank you. Thank you. If you wouldn't mind just closing us in prayer. Sure. Dear Lord, we're just so thankful, Lord, that you, you are our God, that you are our Savior, that you want to infuse us with assurance, Lord. You desire that for us to know fully and be fully assured of our standing before you. Um, I just pray that we would grow in that each and every day, that our love for you would grow And that when you return, Lord, that we would be able to look at you, Lord, not ashamed of the life we've been living, Lord, but ready and anticipating your arrival and that going to be in your presence in heaven would be the most natural transition for us, Lord. It wouldn't, we wouldn't be living in a way now that would seem different than being in your presence, Lord, but we would be um, pleasing you with our lives, whatever season we're in, Lord, um, that we would honor you in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.